Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're being told we're more divided than we are. I think that the veil over the masses' eyes, I think we got the numbers. And if we got to pull that veil off, quit drinking that Kool-Aid because we're hearing it from both sides. The extreme right and the extreme left. And they have the microphone. And I believe we have the numbers. The masses have the numbers. That when you got to take the we got to take the mic back, mic back, kick them off democracy's boat. The people I talk to on both sides are much more reasonable about things than we're being told we are. Matthew McConaughey, what did he call himself? A radical centrist or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who's in charge here? I think that's the question that uh, the discussion of this segment will boil down to. I've uh, got a number of emails commenting our discussion on our discussion yesterday of Matthew McConaughey's speech and the idea of the extreme voices on either side. Uh, is there reasonable uh, gun safety legislation that can be passed? All sorts of stuff. And we appreciate the notes. I wish we could read them all. He says, uh, insincerely, but, 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 uh, I've just picking, I've just picked a couple, um, to share. Uh, J.W. writes, uh, I'm a retired former Bay Area resident, longtime listener, now living in Portland, tired of being angry, frustrated, and disappointed in government and culture warfare. Took your suggestion to nice it up a bit. Shared that advice with three strangers and three family members today. I think you're on to something. I engaged others in a positive, hopeful manner and felt better about all of today's issues. I'm on a personal campaign to spread the word on just being nicer to one another. Hope you will continue to beat that drum as well. Uh, maybe some A&G swag on that theme in the near future. Now now you're thinking, J.W. 
<laughs> Keep up the good work. Uh, very kind of you to say. I uh, got a lot of notes I'm, like that. Yeah, I'm um, guessing they weren't all that charitable toward the point of view. I don't know. Uh, but then we got this uh, note that I wanted to feature in particular from the always uh, interesting JT in Livermore. And it I think it will be a great discussion starter. It is a, a tad lengthy, but uh, we can take breaks whenever. Uh, da, 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 da. Nicing it up. Unicornism or realism? There you go. That's the question. In an anger-dominated world, maybe nicing it up has some legitimacy. But in reality, there are so many headwinds, it simply can't happen. Here are just five reasons why we can't nice it up. Uh, I'll already tell you, I'm, I'm going to quibble with some of these, but I, I don't feel the need to assume a position and just stick to it doggedly. It's kind of fun to pick up ideas and turn them around and look at each side of them. I'm a realist, not a cynic. Anyway. Number one, money. As you said, there's so much money to be had in politics. And the angrier you can make the voters, the more money the politicians get. Win, lose, or draw. Why would they give that up? That's hard to argue with. The way we currently uh, fundraise, the the laws of the land now for fundraising for politicians, the way social media works. It's hard to imagine why politicians would want to nice it up. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's when we get to the who's in charge thing, and I think ultimately the people are in charge, and what will, you know, that's it's uh, almost a rhetorical question, but it's not. They would give that up if it stops working. If people get immune to the hyperbole and they're, oh, you're just trying to whip me up, so I'll give you $20, because that's, that's the way I react to the various, you know, packs and super packs that email us all the time, or me personally, with the, you know, the Democrats are trying to X, Y, Z. Yeah, I know what they're trying to do. I follow the news, but you're not going to get $20 out of me. Right. That could take a very long time. Uh, so, again, this is not a rhetorical question. There's an answer to that question, but it, it takes a lot of patience. And I'm not sure it'll work at all. This is one of my favorite points that JT makes. Game theory. You can't meet in the middle because even rudimentary game theory tells us that once you give into the reasonable middle ground, there's no incentive for further negotiations, given that the middle ground has been taken out of the equation. In the abortion debate, the vast majority of Americans support first-term abortion. But if the left allows that common ground to become law, they'd never get anywhere nationally on late-term abortion. In a mythical world where law limits abortions to the first term, the late-term abortion advocates would have zero leverage. The right would simply refuse to engage further in trying to write or support late-term abortion laws. So in the real world, the left, by refusing to pass what the vast majority uh, supports, preserve the extreme portion of their abortion agenda. In other words, there's a disincentive to pass the common middle ground. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I've, you know, I remember reading about that, learning about that in political theory, too, way back in the day uh, when I was <clears throat> sober in class. And... um what happened that day? You had a cold or? Yeah, I didn't feel good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, and it reminds me in a very real way of, oh, the idea just flitted out of my head. There's so many ideas, too many probably. Um, uh, what's that? Uh, the, the game theory giving up the middle. Oh, oh, also the tried and true, the truism. It's, it's the tablets in Moses's sweaty mitts. It's so true. That politicians would rather have an issue than solve an issue. Right. Come on. That's, that's You can't raise money on, hey, I settled this. That's a different uh, angle to throw into your whole negotiation game theory. 
is that there's there's generally like if you and I are haggling over buying a car or whatever we're doing, um, uh, neither one of us benefits from it just continuing, <laughs> right. continuing to be a, a battle. Right. Either one of us is willing to walk away from the deal, but we're there because we want to deal. The politicians are there because they want money. They don't want a deal. But again, this is a thinking man's woman's. I'm I'm so sorry, ladies. That was sexist, and I don't deserve your forgiveness. <laughs> wow. It's a, it's a thinking person's look at will it be possible to nice up politics. Wow. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. I do well, not deserve your forgiveness. <laughs> I think I've never heard anybody say that. The only thing I deserve really is probably a spanking because I've been a naughty, naughty boy. (laughs) Anyway, back to JT's thought-provoking treatise on why nicing it up, it may be unicornism. Three, never let a crisis go to waste. For whatever reason, progressive ideas and agenda items are unpopular in the main. And he gives several examples, including giant welfare state, open borders, decriminalization of crimes, court packing, nationalizing elections, which is why the left knows that a crisis is the perfect time to implement policy ideas. Look at how many trillions were wasted under the guise of the COVID pandemic for things completely unrelated to COVID uh, that didn't have support on their own. Even the Biden COVID relief bill that passed was only about 20% for COVID. And it isn't as if the GOP is guilt-free of using this technique as well. Crises will always be a fertile ground for passing, uh, for passing unpopular items. Okay? Uh, true. Uh, four, this is absolutely true. Media and cultural asymmetry favors the left. Face it, the left owns the majority of the media, big tech, academia, Hollywood, unions, and government bureaucracies. That massive advantage means that the left doesn't need to play on an even playing field. They get to blame Republicans for school shootings, then propose gun legislation that wouldn't stop school shootings, then attack Republicans as heartless co-conspirators to child murder for blocking their gun legislation. And he doesn't say this, but I would add to it, and nobody's going to call him on it because the media, big tech, academia, Hollywood unions, and government bureaucracies are on their side. And finally, I like this. Uh, Dems live by Article 5. Jack, you brought up this uh, this notion, the NATO of, uh, what is it, activists or whatever? Right. Article 5, uh, an attack on one is an attack on all, yeah. Exactly. The Democratic Party is a loose coalition of diverse special interest groups, blacks, unions, well, decreasingly blacks, certainly not Hispanics, but unions, extreme environmentalists, anti-growth, anti-white, abortion on demand, open borders, green energy, living wage, anti-capitalist, Marxist, etc. And one group doesn't necessarily care about another group, except they all know that to retain power, they need to blindly and fully support each other, whether they agree with their fellow Democrat or not. In such a coalition, there is no compromise possible. For example, Dems as a whole can't support what the majority of the country wants uh, re-controlling the border because throwing the open border crowd under the bus will result in the open border crowd failing to support every other special interest group within the Democratic Party. It takes two to tango, but it only takes one to wage war. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, my response to that would be uh, as, that is all very true as things are currently constituted, but... We need to have them not be constituted the way they are currently. This is a, an oil tanker. we got to turn around, and it's going to take a long time. And you'd start with, like I was talking about the other day, um, stop punishing 
a Republican who goes who's seen out to dinner with a Democrat and vice versa, and they 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 lose their next election by somebody. I won't even be in the same room as a Democrat, or I wouldn't even talk to a Republican. You know that that we'd have to we have to change that part of the culture in terms of nicing it up. Stop calling each other liars and communists and uh, and child murderers. And over time, maybe we can get to a point where you can be in the same room and come up with something that most people will be okay with. Yeah, I think the linchpin of all of this is awareness, which does not make me uh, optimistic. The more people understand what's actually happening, as opposed to what they're told is happening by the media and and uh, academia and the rest of it, the better chance we have. But we're so outnumbered in the messaging game. I mean, for instance, if people really understood, getting back to some things that JT throws out at the end of his email, um, blah, 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 blah. If people really understood the Russian collusion story, the kids in cages, uh, the teachers' unions have no problem hurting kids if doing so will give them something they want. How many people understand that's why the schools were closed for so long? How many people understand uh, big tech has no problem tipping the scales if it gets their side elected? Uh, how many people understand that Obama had no problem closing down Mount Rushmore viewing turnouts or, or or the D.C. open air mall, even though it was more work to block it off during the government shutdown than to just leave it open? How many people understand what really happened there? Until it's 51 percent plus, I think we're screwed. Mm, well, that's nice. Well, I don't know. Again, I'm a realist. We're screwed. We're screwed and we're doomed. Wake up. Smell the doom. Um, <laughs> That would be a pretty good t-shirt, too. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarn you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Get out. I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree. But I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? Well, there you go. If you're an oil executive, you got the message loud and clear. There's no point in investing anything. You wanted anyway. you wanted a New York Times headline? I'm plumping on vacation. The hotel towels are so tiny, they barely cover my rump. <laughs> New York Times or Sorry, Post? Post, New York Post, not yeah. the New York Times. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound very New York Times here. <laughs> Well, this is not going to come as a shock to any of the educators listening to us right now, but the Wall Street Journal with a major piece, School's Out for Summer, and many teachers are calling it quits. Leaving the profession uh, where stresses have multiplied, they say uh, some 300,000 public school teachers and their staff left the field between February 2020 and May 2022. That's a nearly 3% drop in that workforce, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which would be bad enough, but the trend is accelerating. Worn down by challenges of teaching through the past few years, more educators say they're considering doing the same. National Education Association poll conducted this year found 55% of teachers said they would leave education sooner than planned. Well, we did the story several years ago that the national teacher shortage was going on, and it crossed all uh, urban, rural, all incomes, didn't matter, just there's teacher shortage. And, of course, the mainstream media jumped to the easiest, simplest, most uh, thoughtful conclusion of they're not paid enough is why. And none of the teachers 
calling in, emailing in at the time said that was the reason. No, it's just the world of teaching now is so sucky. That's what's right. driving people out. I mean, obviously, every teacher in the world would be more than happy to receive a raise, but that's not why they're leaving. And, you know, this Wall Street Journal piece is a little bit drive-by-y. Uh, just it, it throws a few phrases out there and doesn't really follow up on them, maybe f- for purposes of length. But uh, they mentioned that grappling with remote learning and shifting COVID-19 safety protocols was hard enough, teachers say. But as schools have filled back up with students, more stressors have emerged. Staffing shortfalls? contentious masking policy debates, political battles over what teachers can and can't discuss or teach in the classroom. Then they go into school shootings, and, and there were a number of shooting incidents at schools last year. That statistic is pretty uh, misleading. It's not very useful at all, because if a couple of bang- gangbangers uh, shoot at each other in a school parking lot at 3 a.m., that's listed as a school shooting. Um, but anyway, you know what they don't, what the, they don't mention, though? is the so-called restorative justice practices that now make it impossible to control a classroom. Now, we did get one email from a guy who says, if you need that uh, those punishments, you're not good at controlling your classroom. Look, dude, you're particularly gifted at keeping your kids engaged, and I salute you for that. But teachers need sanctions to keep certain kids in line. And they can't give them those sanctions anymore. Then you got every all the kids coming back to uh, to school after a year, two years of COVID. They have no idea how to act. And then they mention uh, political battles over what teachers can and can't discuss or teach in the classroom. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have a sizable chunk of teachers who are being told you have to woke up your math class. You've got to teach English, making clear that white people are evil and racist. And people are saying to hell with this and getting out. Boy, being involved in all that stuff, if I assume a lot of people are driven into teaching because they, you know, the idea of teaching a cute little third grader how to read is so uh, compelling to them. It's a like it's a vocation. Sure. Um, and then you get all that other stuff. It's like, yeah, that's not what I'm what I got into this for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's funny. I was thinking as I listened to, to Jennifer Granholm, the secretary of education and and uh, old KJP, the new press secretary gal, who's not very good at it. Uh, there's a cost to your soul marching in every day and saying things you don't believe or saying things you believe to be wrong. That's one of the reasons people burn out in those jobs. You're defending the indefensible all the time. And I can't imagine working in education, depending on it, to feed my family, whatever, working toward retirement, I've been paying into the pension fund, whatever, and all of a sudden now, I have to teach that showing up on time and handing in your assignments and and being proud of yourself as an individual, that's whiteness, and that's white supremacy, kids. Now, open your, your Ibram X. Kendi reader to page 32, and we'll remind you of why white people are evil and all black people don't have a chance. Can you imagine being forced to teach that? A lot it, of, it would cost you your soul. Yeah, Michael? A lot of teachers are not allowed to discipline disruptive students now. Right. And so they've just given up. Yeah, and so that whole uh, control in your classroom, I don't know if you remember school, all it takes is one disruptive kid to uh, to make it impossible to pay attention or learn. They cite this one teacher, ninth grade social studies teacher, mass chaos has become a routine scene in the classroom. Mass chaos. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The day. That's we the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You know what's going to save America? Reasonable conservative people and reasonable liberal people forging connections and and a little trust and a little, uh, you know, some bonds um, to fight against the wackadoodles. No need to, to describe the wackadoodles. You know them when you see them. We're going to do some uh, Bill Maher here in a second or two. But Maher's a great example. Uh, a guy like Matt Taibbi. Oh, speaking of Matt, uh, next segment. 
He wrote another brilliant piece. Um, this has to do with a lawsuit that's going on that should be high profile, but everybody's so terrified of talking about it. It's a lawsuit to protect women, by the way, a theme that perhaps you've heard bandied about lately. But there's one reason you can't even mention this lawsuit or certainly say that you're in favor of it. And that's because you're terrified of the wackadoodles. But guys like Mar and Taibi, with whom I disagree about a lot of different things, they're reasonable. They understand the difference between I disagree and that's crazy and dangerous. And they're calling it out when they see it. Even though, you know, if you're going to divide the country or, or philosophy or whatever in two, in two neat little chunks, which is a crazy way because nobody to do it because nobody lives their lives like that. Uh, but if you were to do that, I guess the woke lunatics would be on the same side as, as like Taibi, who's, who's a liberal, a proud liberal. But is he really? Or should there be four or more quadrants of, you know, sane but liberal, sane but conservative, etc.? I don't know. It's up to you. I, the beholder, right? But we'll tell you about uh, Taibi and that lawsuit coming up next segment. It will shock you even as it will not surprise you. Uh, but first of all, on his show, as usual, Bill Maher has recognized the real danger to what he holds dear, which is the right to dissent and, and bring about his vision of America, which may differ from yours, but fine. The real danger is not conservatives. It's not Joe Getty. It's the woke lunatics. Let's start with clip number one, Michael. Last week, an 85% Latino congressional district on the border with Mexico, which had always voted heavily Democratic, flipped to the red team. And the campaign manager for the losing Democrats said, we gave up a reliably Democratic congressional seat for no reason at all. We deserve to know why. Well, aside from your terrible attitude, I'm going to tell you why. Because these voters stopped seeing your candidate as their lawyer. That's why. Their message to you was, I'm an American now. I'm here. Be my lawyer, not the lawyer for the migrants showing up in my backyard. Latinos despise the woke term Latinx. It's about as popular with them as a reboot of Speedy Gonzalez. (laughs) Even the country's oldest Latino civil rights group came out against it. Yet AOC keeps defending it, saying gender is fluid. Language is fluid. Yes, and Latino voters are fluid. (laughs) And more of them now than ever are identifying as Republican. So are Asian Americans, whose support for Democrats is down 16 points since the last election. A lot of that is because in the name of achieving equity in schools, Democrats in deep blue cities have made it a mission to eliminate the advanced programs at which Asian kids excel. Asian parents said, okay, I wish all kids well, not a racist, but I need someone who acts like my lawyer. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to look at it. Uh, I had another point I wanted to throw in there, and it flitted right out of my mind, as it is wont to do. Uh, Let's just roll on, Michael, clip number two. If you're a parent and wanted schools to reopen a lot sooner than they did after COVID shutdowns, or think maybe your kid is getting a bad education partly because it's nearly impossible to fire a lousy teacher, yeah, you're going to say, congratulations, teachers, you got yourself a good lawyer. 
The Democratic Party's always got your back, 100%. But I've noticed my kid is kind of an idiot. <laughs> so I may be looking for new representation. President Biden wants to cancel hundreds of billions of dollars in student debt. Okay, but the poorer two-thirds of American kids who don't get a college degree are going to say, why should the people who didn't go to college and make less money subsidize the people who did go and make more? You want me to chip in so some liberal arts college can build a bigger rock wall? Well, that's a good one. And, you know, I really like his uh, semi-obvious but powerful description of your representative as your lawyer. Get in there and argue for my interests, please. My kid needs to learn. My kid is depressed, suicidal, anxious, etc. You're arguing for the teachers' union. All the medical experts I'm hearing are saying the kids ought to be back in school. Europe's back in school. Asia's back in school. Who's the lawyer for my kid? I'd rather see Republicans elected for all their... uh flaws so i don't know how loudly i want to say this in case somebody in case aoc hears it and it makes sense to her pretty little head which i doubt but anyway i think that's a really good description of the representative uh, you know process uh one more clip three and then there's abortion a difficult issue for the democrats to lose on but they're trying <laughs> For decades, liberals have said, if only men could get pregnant, this wouldn't even be an issue. And abortion rights are women's rights. Well, that's wrong now. Or as the kids say, hold up. <laughs> when the wokey end of the progressive spectrum talks about abortion now, they shy away from that word, women, and prefer terms like birthing people <laughs> or people who menstruate because Somewhere there's a trans man who's pregnant, and I say good for him, and I'll be... (laughs) And I'll be looking for his story somewhere in a future issue of Ripley's Believe It or Not. (laughs) Oh, Democrats, let's take the first word a human animal understands. Mama! And replace it with something best understood by four Trotskyites at Berkeley. (laughs) As with all these issues, the wavering voter is saying to her lawyer, the Democratic Party, hey, so happy for you that you have so many other clients and that you care so much about their problems and all the pro bono work you do. But you're supposed to be my lawyer. Yeah, when... Title IX passed 50 years ago. It was all about protecting women. It was about protecting sports and and spaces for women. And that if women, who were clearly the females of the species, because every single primate species that walks the earth is bifurcated, if you will, male and female, Except humans were supposed to say now, uh, no, I'm not saying that. But Title IX exists to protect the interests of women. Sometimes effectively, sometimes a little over the top. I have my my issues with it. But at the point that you can have, for instance, and I just came across this, uh, little boys playing in little girls' softball leagues and making the all-star team and dominating the play. And this is little kids from a hotbed uh, area of Armstrong and Getty listeners. On up to college sports, high school 
track meets, uh, college pools, the rest of it. What does Title IX mean? Okay, so you, you made it so we have to uh, support women's track and field. Okay, great. I actually, I love that because sports are wonderful for girls and women. Um, but you can have dudes compete in them and whoop up on all the girls? What did Title IX do exactly except form a lesser league for boys to dominate? Yeah, the lawyer for those crazy ideas is now perceived to be, at least, the Democratic Party. People want a different lawyer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Chewing in that stuff depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was going to foot him in, uh, foot, foot, excuse me. <laughs> 
So what's what's happening there in that cavalcade of uh, hilarity? Oh, my goodness. The president, Jack, who's an old fellow from Delaware by the name of Joe Biden, announces that he can summarize this great country in one word, then unleashes something on us. That can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, Excuse me. What was he going <laughs> to... Do we know what he was going to say? What was the single word that can sum up this great nation? <laughs> I don't have the slightest idea. Excuse me. And I actually saw that spelled out. Uh, <laughs> it's a long word and of unknown origin. Oh, boy. And people still walking around with a serious look on their face saying uh, he he is planning to run for re-election. Oh, my goodness. So I got something kind of silly, then something kind of important. Uh, two out of three adults don't know who America declared its independence from in 1776. Um... Most elementary school students uh, used to know, but no longer do. For well, we just we've, we've changed what we emphasize, what we teach in schools. Um, they're learning that they're probably a little girl if they're a little boy, and that white people are evil. One in three Gen Xers think the Fourth of July celebrates America's independence from Native Americans. Huh. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is tragic and frightening. About 8% said Europe. Uh, a bunch of people said South America. 12% Europe, said... Europe is arguably... I'll give you partial credit. Sure. Uh, 12% put none of the above. Um, also, 1 in 10 respondents didn't know how many stripes there are in the American flag. Etc., uh, etc. Et so. You know, that's a lovely bit of knowledge. Uh, the stripes on the flag. I don't think it's fundamental. I don't if think you so missed either. that, yeah. fine. I don't think so either. This is important, and I don't know what we do about it. Confidence in U.S. institutions is at a new low. Gallup has been doing this for quite a few decades, going back to the 70s. And average across 14 institutions is now at 27% in terms of confidence. And I'll get into the specifics here in just a second to explain that. But that is way low from the average of 40% that we had from the 70s through about 2004. Then enough of these institutions started to drop off. Now, a lot of them have always been low, not this low, but always low. Like Congress has always had low approval rating. Not as low as it is now. Congress it is as it is, as it, it currently is at 7%. 17? <laughs> Sorry? 27? 70? 7! Hmm. And you 7%. What are your standards exactly? <laughs> I think they're doing a fine job. Fine job. Now, this is Gallup. This is a serious organization. Americans are less confident in major institutions than they were a year ago and a significant decline over the years for 11 of the 16 institutions. The largest declines in confidence are 11 percentage points down for the Supreme Court which, as we have talked about recently, has been put in the position of uh, having to be the focal point of controversial things, as opposed to Congress being that focal point, where we could spread out our dissatisfaction among, among 535 members, which is a good way to dissipate anger. If you focus it on nine individuals, like the Supreme Court, then it, ah, it drives people crazy. I mean, it was really the genius of the Founding Fathers, the way they figured out a way to to spread out people's passions 
starting at the local level, moving its way on up through Congress, et cetera, et cetera, so you don't end up with wanting to storm Washington to uh, because you think just a few people are getting in the way of what is all right in the world. Right, and, and you and your state and your district, what have you, you have the opportunity to remove that person on a regular basis if you think they're actually doing wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so the Supreme Court is down 11 points. Uh, the presidency is down 15 points in terms of approval. Commonance currently ranges from a high of 68% for small business to a low of 7%, as I mentioned, for Congress. The military is the only institution besides small business which has a majority of Americans expressing confidence at 64%. Police is down to 45%. First time it's been below the majority level, other than a blip uh, after George Floyd in uh, the history of the polling in Gallup. New lows for all three branches of the federal government. All-time lows. Supreme Court at 25%. The presidency at 23%. And Congress at 7%. (laughs) What do you do with that in a democracy where we choose our own government? We choose our own government. And you got 25% approval for Supreme Court, which while we don't personally choose the justices, we choose the people who choose the justices. Then the presidency, 23, and Congress, 7. I mean, what does that mean? Well, as we speak, there are probably 350 books of 500 pages or more being written about this very question, and they will join on the shelves the 500 books that already exist on this question. It's it's a complicated one. Uh, the To me, the real, I don't know, the sticking point maybe right now, and this sort of thing has come and gone in our history, is whether you're talking about the the battle between the parties or uh, questions of the Supreme Court or whether elections were legitimate or not. We have gone from being a couple, and forgive me, Jack, if this uh, metaphor is a little close to home, uh, we've gone from being a couple that's in the midst of, of a divorce but is absolutely dedicated to still co-parenting, being respectful, you know, being adults about it, being as cool as you can be in a very difficult circumstance. We've abandoned that in favor of just trying to turn the kids against each other, slandering each other to friends and neighbors, and uh, just scorched earth policy, that's scorched a, earth politics. That's a pretty good analogy, and you get into the, well, they did this first, back and forth. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we are. The other side did this, so we're going to do that, and that's where you go. Yeah, you know, I came across a couple of absolutely wonderful essays on some uh, related topics over the weekend that I wish I had complete time for. But uh, one of them is on that very question of not going scorched earth. We'll squeeze that in as soon as we can. Uh, some of the other institutions that aren't uh, just po- politics, but this this we're we're in, we're in a crisis. I think everybody knows this. I'm not mm-hmm. breaking any news here, but we're in a crisis where we just don't believe. We don't have belief in hardly anything anymore. So organized religion is down to 31%. These are lows. Newspapers... How about disorganized religion? Where nobody's quite sure where the minister is and you can't find the hymn books and nobody knows. Is the service at 9 or 10? I don't remember. Do we have one God or three? Does anybody know? <laughs> no, that's a disorganized religion. <laughs> so religion's at 31, newspapers at 16, the criminal justice system at 14, Big business at 14. We mentioned well, the- you got to slow down a little bit. Every single one of these numbers is blowing my mind. Tech companies, 26. That's only been measured for three years, but it's a low number. Those other ones have been around forever, and these are new lows. So what is a country that doesn't believe in any of its institutions? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, where are you? I mean, that's that's a bad place to be. What percentage of Americans, if they knew they were in safe hands, like our gentle hands, for instance, would say a lot of the scorched earth politics that's going on right now and is so damaging the country, uh, a lot of it comes from my side and a lot of it comes from the other side. I think both sides are tearing the country apart. What, what percentage of Americans would be willing to say that if you got them in a calm mood? Well, according to David French over the weekend, who I'm going to read from, two-thirds of Americans believe that. I think that's probably true. If, if you get them outside their whipped-up tribal environments, if yeah. they're not feeling like they're being stabbed in the moment you ask them by the other side, yeah, they'll probably say, yeah, there's crazy on both sides. Yeah. Uh, David French, who's a longtime columnist and currently works for the dispatch believes two-thirds of americans are that way and that we need to become the dominant voice in the country and it starts with being able to criticize your own side Mm -hmm. um yeah that was a major feature in jonathan Haidt's brilliant essay about why we've become so stupid over the last decade we spent so much time policing the purity of our own side hmm the purity of our own side as opposed to yeah, the, the ideological purity in our right. side. Okay. Well, yeah, the the only flaws we police are you aren't sufficiently gung ho and out here with us. Gotcha. I don't know, but th- that th- a country that doesn't believe in any of its institutions, I don't, I, I it does not have a good future. Armstrong and Getty, Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky. In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.